Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We have a special guest coming back on the show. It's been a while since we talked to Peter Jacobson. That's right, 2015. Yes, and he has a new title. You know, he's a PGA Tour winner, he's a Champions Tour winner, but he's also now chairman of the inaugural World Champions Cup. Sounds cool. It is really cool. <laughs> and we're going to have him tell us a little bit about it, but it's it I, we love team golf. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I enjoy Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. You know, even I would almost classify the Olympics under a little bit of team Absolutely. golf because you're playing for your country. The Solheim Cup was was incredible. And this I love year. when you and I get out there and do it. Yeah, it's just so much fun, and to see it being uh, brought in and manifested in a new way uh, is so cool. So we'll tease you a little bit with that, and and we're gonna bring Peter on the show in just a bit to tell you a little bit more about what they're doing. And he's got his his hands definitely full bringing this new event to life. But I don't think they could have picked a better person because uh, in a lot of ways, Peter he he really is a spokesman of the sport. He, right, he, he speaks is. so well. You know, we we got this. We've had him on the podcast before. We got to see him speak in person. At bay hill that's right right and uh he's just he's a terrific guy and, and he's always fun to talk with so I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing him on the show and uh and chatting with him in a bit about that um guys also we kind of mention this every week but i don't want you guys to miss out if you're not already subscribed to our youtube channel make sure you subscribe over there we've got a bunch of big giveaways that are going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks we're just wrapping up our titleist t-series iron giveaway someone's day is going to be made big time oh my god but we've also got big giveaways coming uh in the areas and we've got some some great uh, electric carts that we're going to be giving away uh, amongst a bunch of other stuff. We always, it's one of our favorite things is getting the chance to kind of give back. And because we appreciate everything you guys have done of helping us grow golficity throughout the years, any opportunity we get when, when any of these brands come to us and they say they want us to try a product, we say, great, can you send us an extra one so we can give it away because we love to be kind of give back. Um, so stay tuned for that. There's going to be a lot of that coming up, but and like I said, I'm excited to talk to Peter in a minute. Can you believe it's it's been since 2015? Last time we had him on the show was episode 77. 77. And geez, it's been a while. It's been Six quite years. a bit. It's been a bit. Wow. And then back then we were talking to him about um, some of the stuff he was going through, his recovery of his back pain. Right. Which you know I can definitely relate to having experienced a lot of that myself. Uh, but we're going to jump into this week's Twitter tap. And before we do, we want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist. And guys, we're excited to share with you guys exclusive opportunities from Titleist. But to be a part of them, you have to join Team Titleist. Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, special events, limited edition gear from Titleist, and so much more. The great part is that it's easy and and free to sign up. All you got to do is go to titleist.com slash team titleist. That's one word, titleist.com slash team titleist. Join us on there. Like I said, you'll be excited to see what the, they do. And we've been to some terrific team oh, yeah. titleist events. In fact, you want a scorecard holder. I still remember at one of them that you still I use. I love that thing. Yeah. I do. And it's it just, it just great. It's a great way just to kind of be in that inner circle and just know what's going on. And especially that prototype testing. It's just so cool when you get that unmarked white box in the mail. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, so you're part and, of a special club. It really is. And, and we, we've had a lot of the Titleist team on the show before. And, and 
I think one thing that kind of goes back to constantly when we talk about new products and what went into them is so much feedback from testing of, of real users, of real golfers. And that's one way they do it is using the team Titleist community to get them testing product and giving feedback, new balls or whatever it may be. So it's a great fun thing to be a part of. So make sure you guys check that out. Go to Titleist.com slash team Titleist. Um, all right. For this week's Twitter tap-in, and guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golfissy so you can be part of the conversation. And this week we asked, what is one bit of advice you wish you knew when you first started playing golf? Mm. So hopefully this one will help out some of our, our, and we know there's a lot of you who are listening who just picked up the sport. And in fact, we know that because so many of you mentioned it in the Facebook group and DMing us. So Now's the chance to leverage the knowledge of, of us who've been out here hacking it for years and what we wish we could go back and know. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what we got here. So we've got Orson right off the top here. I wish I knew that you can't really improve much if you're not playing often. Makes sense. It's so true. And it's driven home constantly because I feel like even as we learn and we get better at the game, it's these instances when we're away from it, you know, we're busy for a week or two, you don't play, you don't get out there, that I feel like. I'm then kind of pushing that rock back up the hill. You got to be out there, build momentum and play. Cause I find that when I play my best golf, I don't know if you agree with me here, Mike, for yourself, but it's when we're playing regularly. Like mm. when we had the Jersey short tour and we're playing every day, I'm looking back on some of those rounds and I played some of my best golf. And it's just because you do, you get into a rhythm, you, um, you start to build upon your success of, of what you've learned. Uh, but I've, I've really, I mean, Orson, it's a, it's a great point you make there because it's just about committing the time and getting out there. Yeah, it was, it was nice playing golf five days in a row. Right? It really was. <laughs> it really was. All right, what else we got here? Curtis Cole, loosen up. I like that. Don't be so tense out there. We've been told that by many coaches over the years, especially me. Yeah. You know, stop gripping the club like a caveman. Relax, breathe, breathe on the tee box, things like that. Yeah, it's so true. Like as soon as you start to you get worry about your swing, you start overriding your mechanics and you get really stiff out there and that's no way to swing a club uh cb says just how important short game practice is yeah so mm -hmm. true and and one of the things that when we have people who ask us they're new to the game and, and how to uh how you know how to get started one thing we've learned and from instructors and from i i still remember some uh who it was that we had on the the show who's doing the ten thousand hours of golf and yeah I forget, so one thing he said that was so smart is that Instead of learning the game the way so many of us learn it, which is go to the driving range and try to hit, you know, driver or something long, start around the green. If you're brand new, start but start putting, and you can do this with your kids too. If you're teaching them a game, start with some putting, start some chipping, like work backwards to the tee. You'd be surprised at how much better of a golfer it makes you because you nobody it, wants to do that. They just nobody want to, wants yeah. to do that, but you know what? We all learn it. We all wish we were we better around the green. Absolutely, I think that was called the Dan plan. The Dan plan. That was it. <laughs> that was exactly it. Way back. Okay. Steve uh, says, slow down, swing, not pace of play. <laughs> LOL. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I've been working on this a lot in my own swing is just that transition at the top, especially just giving that backswing some time to develop. I find that when I do get nervous, that's where it gets rushed and that's where I have a disaster. Yeah, 100%. Ben, ben says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Right along the same lines there. Yeah. Keith Moody says bogey golf is okay. And you yep. know what? We're going to be talking about that even more on the show because we've been learning that in some of our playing lessons, especially on some holes, some of the more difficult holes, and also in some situations, it's okay to try to 
play for bogey on that hole because mm-hmm. so many of us we then are constantly in the state of trying to recover and still squeak out with a par that we take much riskier paths that cause things to go even worse yeah right you know right. and at, recently playing around I remember with with ryan hager and i caught this greenside i'm sorry this um fairway bunker with a big lip and i'm like 180 out and i normally i would try to like just smack it and try to get it up on the green still somehow and he's just like no play for bogey here he's like how much easier would it be to take your wedge not have to worry about getting it up over this lip mm-hmm. get it out there about 100 yards give yourself another 60 yard wedge shot you can get you may still even get you out of here with a one par. putt par but right. worst you you bogey versus my old way of doing it would be try to pull off a shot that i'm not able to pull off mm-hmm. have some sort of disaster and then i'm re- continually recovering to the point where i'm out there double bogey or worse right so it's it's brilliant it is brilliant Let's see what we got here. Here's Casey Loves Golf. He's an avid listener and follower of Golficity, so big thank you to him. So just start at the green and work your way back to the tee. Such great advice, something along the lines you were just talking about. Yep. Same with Jimmy Hargrove. Jimmy comments a lot here. He says how important lessons were early on. So instead oh, of trying to figure no it doubt. out on your own, he went to someone right away to try to figure out you know, a good direction to go. And I like that. And and some of the some golfers that we've crossed path with that have made the most progress the quickest all did it that way. They kind of just started right off the bat with a couple of lessons. And then that way, uh, if you you can do it that way, you're, you I feel like you're not unwinding bad habits. So many of us go out there, not really. Some of us, it's not even with the intention to really learn the game. We just want to go play with our buddies. We get invited out to play golf, and then all of a sudden, we notice we're addicted. Um, but then at that point, we've already created some issues with the, maybe our grip or our swing that we've got to reverse versus if you start right off the bat and say, like, I just want to get a lesson for a couple fundamentals and then build on that. That can really it can really help. Yeah. Um, especially the things like I said, like grip and, and those types of things. Um, what about you? What would you say? I'd when say first started, what would if be? I start, if I could go back, because the thing that I'm putting the most attention on right now is just understanding the golf swing as a, a rotational a body connected thing mm-hmm. because I realized that so much of it was me using my arms and hands. Yeah. And now I'm trying, as you said, unwind, I'm trying to unwind that and I'm doing these drills at home and, and my practice time as much as I can to stay more connected and more sequenced. And if I, if you can think of the, the, the golf swing as as Kevin Sprecher says, balance and rotation. Just start with like a good balance setup, and then rotate with you know with your, the upper body and the lower body, and and rotating in sync. And if I had spent more time on that early, I think I'd yeah. have to be a more consistent golfer now. I like it. But the good thing is, eventually we do learn these things. But again, it's all about telling our our newer golfers what we learned and what we've struggled with. And I'll leave you with this last one. Scott Walker, same thing. Says start small chipping practice and then full swing. They all relate. And it's true because you can start to get that those basic motions down. Um, I, in fact, to this day, I will still often, when things are really bad and I'm slumping and I'm not hitting the ball well, I'll do a little bit of a range session of just hitting half swing pitch shots mm-hmm. and just working on getting that ball to, to I mean, that club to parallel I'm behind and then parallel in front of me and just that literal half swing and just get back to feeling solid contact again and then going back up to the full yeah, swing I like mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes there's so much that can happen in a full swing yep. and we mm-hmm. don't know what it is just go back to what it feels like making solid contact again and then it'll really it'll start to come back to you grooving the full swing again and, and I think that that can be a good place to start with newer golfers but the common thing here 
If you're one of our newer golfers or any golfer that really, it just shows you put that focus on the short game, the short shots. That's Love where it. the scoring happens. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So. so, all right, Mike, let's do a word from our sponsor, and then we want to bring Peter Jacobson on the show. Absolutely. We want to thank FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf. FootJoy offers more types of shoes for more players than anyone else. Now you can get matched with the number one golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FootJoy Shoe Finder. So by answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and your preference. So whether you walk or ride, whether you prefer cleated or spikeless, if you're a narrow, a wide, or an extra, extra wide foot, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that is right for you. So find the number one shoe for you with the FootJoy Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder. All right, guys. So with that said, let's bring Peter Jacobs on the show now. We're going to talk about the new World Champions Cup. All right, guys, we want to welcome Peter Jacobson back to the show. And Peter, obviously, long resume, PGA Tour wins, Champion Tour wins. But we're adding a new title to that resume, Tournament Champion for the World Champions Cup which were tournament sorry tournament chairman for the world's champions cup and which we're going to talk about in a minute but again welcome back to the show it's great to have you back peter oh it's great to be with you i wish i was the the world champion of the world champions cup but <laughs> um yeah it's 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 going to be an exciting event thanks for having me that would be one heck of a title wouldn't it, it really that, would that one would be hard to beat I'll, I'll say that much <laughs> but let's dive right in and talk about this because the the world champions cup it's going to be launching next november it's going to be a team event uh but i want to have you describe it a little bit tell us a little bit about what this is going to be one of the things that we've seen in the game of golf for the last 40 50 60 years is the excitement around team play. Now, we all know about the Ryder Cup. We all know about the President's Cup and then the recently completed Solheim Cup with the ladies, uh, Europe, United States. They played a, a great match, won by Europe uh, for, at uh, Inverness Club in Toledo. But one thing we've missed is a team competition for seniors, for us old boys. <laughs> so we've put together an idea, which I think is going to be pretty cool. It's going to be able to combine everything that's great about the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup all in one event. We're going to have Team World, Team USA, and Team Europe playing against each other in a unique format where instead of going one up, two up, three up in a match play, you're going to have points. That's going to allow all three teams to play together, and each hole will be worth a point. Ties will give you a half of a point, and it'll be nine hole matches and it'll be for players over 50 and it's pretty fun we've got captains like jim furick for the u.s ernie Els for the international team and darren clark for europe they've had great careers in their president's cup and Ryder cup careers and all three of those guys are going to have great impact on on the champions tour in their careers they're just turned they just turned 50 so right. uh, it was a it was a great way for us to be able to introduce the world to the world champions cup with these with these three great captains 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And and you mentioned before team golf. There's something just about it. I, I think as as fans, we just crave more of it, and especially because it just keeps paying off. Like you were talking about the way the Ryder Cup has been, the Solheim Cup just recently, the Presidents Cup. Every year, it seems to just bring you know even more attention to the game. And I think the players enjoy something a little different in playing team golf. So so that said. Tell us a little bit more. Let's expand on this a little bit about the fact that it's it's interesting. It's almost like a combo of a Ryder Cup and President's Cup in that we've got three teams. So if you could tell us a little bit more, what was the motivation behind making it one event kind of for everyone? We want to do this every year. As we know, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, they're every two years they trade off. But we thought as, as Champions Tour players, as old boys, so to speak, we want to do this every year to kind of join the the excitement of team golf, as you mentioned, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, Solheim Cup. We want to complete the foursome. And the foursome is of, yes, older guys, Champions Tour, Senior Tour players, but still some of the greatest names in the game. And rather than try to designate U.S. versus Europe and then U.S. versus international, we just thought we'd come up with a unique format to combine all three in one competition. And I think we've done that. So it's, you're right about the team golf, the PGA tour, the LPJ tour, corn Ferry tour. We play metal play. In other words, stroke play every week. And I think the interest is raised in the game of golf when there's a match play tournament, whether mm -hmm. it's the Ryder cup, president's cup or the Dell technologies match play, people sit up and take notice. Even, at the Barracuda Championship in Reno with the Stableford format. It's different. Yeah. And I think it, it brings a little bit more of a of a of a focus on the format and the players who thrives in the in that situation and who doesn't. As we know, in Ryder Cup competition, some players really seem to get turned on. Players as we've seen like Ballesteros and Patrick Reed and Jordan Speed, Azinger, Raymond Floyd through history. So it, it, I think we're going to see the same aspect of team golf at the World Champions Cup. Peter, what was the thoughts behind the nine-hole matches versus the 18? I'm just curious. We just wanted to be able to ro uh, rotate our players and rotate the format. Mm -hmm. If we were to do 18 holes, I think we wouldn't be able to change the format. For example, we may be able to have the nine-hole match in the morning with alternate shot and the ninth hole match in the afternoon be best ball yeah. or scramble. We will have the final round as singles matches between, it'll be a threesome. Again, it's hard to think about it. It's not a twosome, me against you. It's going to be U.S. versus Ryder, uh, excuse me, U.S. versus Europe versus international, all in the same group, in the same match. So, again, I think it, a lot of people can think about it much like their member guests or mm -hmm. an event that you may play with your friends to be able to incorporate a competition with everybody involved in the group and on each team. So there may be a little bit of an adjustment to understand the format, but once people do, they're, they're going to get it right away. There you go. And then with, with these kind of international events, I feel like another character in the story every time is where it's played, the venue. So how will that uh, be handled? Is Will this be a rotational thing similar to what we see in the, uh, you know, as the, the other things like the Ryder Cup we mentioned earlier, where you'll move, you know, to different venues for each year? How will that, or is it going to be a one venue event? How will that work? 
We are in active discussions right now, not only with title sponsors and the supporting sponsors, but also with the home site. And our our hope is to have it at the home site maybe two, possibly three years here in the United States. And then if we have worldwide acceptance, uh, European acceptance, we're going to be able to move this event around the world, much like we see the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, because we're going to have such a a buy-in from the players, not just from Europe, but around the world as well. And it'll be fun to be able to highlight great resorts and great golf courses around the world throughout the history of this uh, of this new event. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with that buy-in from the players. It just seems to be something when you, you know, watching the interviews and hearing the way that these guys talk, especially when they get a chance to represent their nation. We even just saw that in the Olympics. It just seems like it brings a new energy and a new fire to them when they get a chance to, to play in those. So I think it's been it's a it's an incredibly great idea and it's long overdue to bring this to the Champions Tour. So I commend you for all your hard work that you put into it. Um, other thing I want to talk about is speaking of these these icons, we've got Els, Furyk, Clark. One big thing that seems to always bring a lot of excitement and drama are captains picks. So, first of all, I mean, we just saw this with everyone's talking about the captain's picks from the Ryder Cup. Um, but how, how do these captains go about making a good pick? What, what really goes into that? I think a lot of times when we're talking about the recent picks with the Ryder Cup, it goes to team chemistry, number one. I think the players all have to get along. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's an intangible that is so important. But the other thing that happens is the captain has to know the golf course. And in this case, it's whistling straights. And the pl- the player that is chosen is going to be somebody that can handle that golf course, a player that has had success on that golf course in the past. Whether it's a, whether it's a great driving course, an approach course, or a putting, short game, up and down golf course, I think captains pick play to those aspects of a player. Now, in the World Champions Cup, because we're only starting off with six players in the first year on each team, we're going to have just one captain's pick. Mm. We're going to have the five players qualify uh, per a point system that we've put together in conjunction with the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour. So it'll be the players, ca- the playing captain, four players from the points list, and then one captain's choice. So again, as I said, I think it all depends on the player. His, uh, his camaraderie factor with the rest of the team and his ability to be able to play that certain course where we, where we host the event. And it's interesting in this case because these are talking about guys with a lot of experience. Some of these guys have been playing together for decades, you know, even going back to the PGA Tour. So I think even more so it'll be very interesting to see, especially with, as you said, only one spot where these guys end up uh, selecting their captain's picks. I think that'll be a fun thing to follow along with. Um, another thing too is we've seen a boom in golf's popularity over the last 12 to 18 months. I think it's been kind of one silver lining to kind of what we've been going through with COVID and stuff like that. Um, but because this event is truly a global event, because you're bringing all the teams into one event, what do you think that does internationally for, for golf as far as uh, everything from bringing awareness to the game to potential sponsorships and really growing the game? 
One of the things we've seen, we see more Europeans and international players now living and playing in the United States. And what they've been able to do is take that knowledge, not only of, of how to play the game strategy, but also how to swing the golf club around the world. That's why we're seeing so many great players and young talent emerge on the on the men's tour and the women's tour. We have juniors and amateurs coming out on tour now that can win right away. That was not the case when I first came out on tour because we really didn't have a sharing of knowledge like we do now, probably a lot thanks to the internet. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm excited about the fact that even as seniors, players like Mickelson and Ells and Stricker and Darren Clark and Jim Furyk, they're going to be able to continue their career in team competition instead of, as in my case, I played two Ryder Cups. But when I got past a certain age, I thought, okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be able to play a team event again. And in the case of these young, younger 50-year-olds, they're going to have a chance to continue the rivalries and continue the, uh, to play for their countries and wave the flag and, and show pride with their team in representing their country. So definitely there's more knowledge around the world thanks to the Internet, but also thanks to the expansion of the knowledge gained here in the United States and around the world amongst the teachers. Yeah, and one thing that we saw Phil Mickelson prove definitively this year, that 50 is still young in golf. So as you said, a lot of these guys still have a lot of great golf in them, and I think we're going to see some terrific uh, matchups when when the uh, when the World Champions Cup rolls around. And, and with that in mind, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit more about how um, our listeners can find out more about the World Champions Cup as it approaches next year. What should they be looking for for ways that they can watch it and kind of get the news of, of how it develops? We are, we are going to have an announcement in November in a couple of months with our title sponsor and our site, excuse me, our, our home site, where we're going to play. So just watch for that. As I said earlier, we're in active discussions with, with title sponsors, support, and the host site. So uh, just pay attention to that. And once, once we make that announcement, uh, hopefully it all breaks loose and We've got uh, then after the announcement, we'll have 12 months before the first World Champions Cup. Gotcha. Well, hey, we're excited for it. Uh, I wish you all the best with I'm sure, like I said, a, a lot of work on your hands being the chairman of this inaugural event. Uh, but it sounds like I said earlier, something that's been long overdue and love to see that that you're you're bringing it to life. So so, Peter, thanks for coming back on the show, talking to us a little bit about this. We're excited to see it as it unfolds. Thanks, guys. Great to see you. All right, Mike. I'm I'm really excited about this. I know it's 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 another team golf event. Keep, yeah, keep them coming. And look, <laughs> admittedly, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't watch much of the Champions Tour. However, I'll say recently that's been changing, especially with seeing some of the the names that are are starting to play over there, like Phil Mickelson, mm -hmm, Jim Furyk. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said in the interview, these are guys who have a lot of great golf in them, and there's a lot of great golf being played i mean it's exciting it's it's and it's, it's more golf but I'll, I'll i'll say this you know forever well i think my favorite from a spectator standpoint my favorite golf to watch is team golf i love the Ryder cup we've been to the president's cup mm -hmm. solheim cup was was crazy this year it was so cool so long time coming i'm so glad that they're they're putting this into play i love it man looking forward to it yeah. looking forward to it. What, what did you call them again the world 
champion. I call him the world champions of world champion golf. You want to be that? I want to be that from now on. Mike is now the world champion of world champions golf. But, (laughs) but I mean, a that and the format. Just seeing the first time of a structure where you're having everyone included. It's going to be Americans, the Europeans, and the world all in one event. It's kind of smart. Three captains. You know. Yeah. So cool. Definitely. So this is another exciting thing to see in the game of golf. Where where is it? It was a couple of years ago. Everyone was worried and talking about golf was kind of l- losing traction, mm-hmm. or it was be- it was shrinking. And everybody's talking about grow the game. Now I feel like the game is booming, and we're opening up new and new chapters in all different directions. This is definitely one of them. So we'll be excited to check it out. Like Peter said, stay tuned for a big announcement from the Champions Tour on this in the coming months, and then you know set your calendars ahead for November 2022 because that's when it's going to all go down. Yeah, man, that's a ways away, but it'll be here before you know it. It'll be here before you know it. Trust me on that one. All right, guys, thanks as always for watching, and we'll see everybody again next week.